It's an extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Foundation Solutions 360. For guaranteed foundation repair, basement waterproofing, and crawl space repair, visit foundationsolutions360.com. Now, here are the Inside Outside Guys, Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstein. With owner Joe Marth. Chuck, you've mentioned your backyard and how much water you have in your backyard. You're not the only one. No, no. And quite frankly, if everybody harkens back to a year ago when we had all those heavy rains at the end of June and into July and basements were flooding, I think they're going to want to stay tuned during the next hour. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like you, you have a great basement. A lot of people whose yards are getting flooded, those that water is migrating to their basement. And they may see evidence of water. They may smell evidence of moisture in their basement. Whatever they have down there and they want to make it healthy, they want to stick around for the next hour of the Inside Outside Guys. Once again, featuring Foundation Solutions 360 right here on AM 760 WJR. Welcome back to the bonus hour of the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Foundation Solutions 360. You've heard about them before, but the owner, Joe Marth, has such a great story. We're going to defer to him right now. And Joe, just, just kind of reintroduce yourself to the people that haven't yet met you. Yeah, great to see you guys. Um, so, yeah, what did we talk about last time about the construction? Um, I think we went through the process of everything that we do and kind of go over that again and such, shed some light on some other stuff. So how did I get started? Yeah. I guess is, uh, well, it goes back a long time. Family all in construction, uh, especially my father. My uncles learned a lot from them. But when I was 18, the first thing I did is I enlisted in the military, right, the reserves with the Marine Corps. And went to boot camp. I went to school for 0351. It was an infantryman. It was an anti-tank uh, dragon gunner. Oh, cool. <laughs> They're outdated now. They replaced them with javelin guns. But um, anyhow, so it was a reserve status. So when I came home, I actually got started in carpentry. Uh, I forget the local, but it was, a, it was a union carpentry job. I did that for five years. Wow. So framing houses. I love it because that's like a trait that I, I take with me everywhere, even at home, you know, doing stuff. And um, they train a lot, so you probably learned a lot. Yeah. Well, you know what you do for the first six months? All you did was haul lumber. That's it. <laughs> they wouldn't let you touch a hammer. You didn't even need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they figure if the grunt can make it through six months, then they'll start showing them how to frame walls. Good and, old days, right? Yeah. Any other carpenters that are out there listening, they, they know when you first start out that first six months, you know, keep your head down, haul lumber, shut up. Exactly. (laughs) And your eyes open, right? Yeah. And um, anyhow, so uh, you did that with the military uh, carpenter for a while. And then uh, after, I think, five years in infantry, I switched over to crash fire rescue with the military, with the Marine Corps. Crash fire rescue. Yep. That was a 7051 was the uh, MOS for that. Went to school for that. Uh, Came back. I thought it was really awesome doing that. So I decided to step away from construction for a little bit and then pursue that uh, my civilian career. So I ended up getting a job with uh, Stillen Heights Fire Department and worked with them for I think it was 20 years, just retired wow. uh, about Because of the, the season we're in, July, Memorial Day, 4th July, I, I want you to tell people more about you, because we sat here a minute ago, and you said, I did this for 11 years, this for 12 years, this for, you I should know. be 60, 70 years old from everything you've done. <laughs> and then you actually joined the Marines, and then you joined the Army, and the reason I'm telling people that is because when someone's in the military, and our listeners really know, 
it, it gives them more. It gives them more of a backbone, more of ethics, you know, um, honesty, all that stuff, because yeah. that's what you're trained, right? You can't be dishonest or you're not going to last long if you're in the military or a bad person. Agree. Which is the same way in the civilian life when it comes to owning the company. If you're a dishonest person or you don't have a, a you know, an ethical person, you're I not going to last long. Yeah. And you have made this place extremely successful. And a lot of it, of it um, you personally say because of your military career, what you learned in your military career. So go back and tell us a little bit. You actually flew helicopters as well. Is that right? Yeah. So then uh, I did the crash fire rescue for a while, got out of that. And then when I was actually in, in medical school for the fire department, I had met another gentleman that flew out of Grand Ledge, Blackhawks. And I was like, hey, I still have my military ID. Let me go for a flight. So I flew with him and then I loved it. So I'm like, I'm going to pursue this. <laughs> so I did. I got boarded. I went to flight school in Alabama, flew Chinook helicopters out of Selfridge for the last uh, 11 years uh, did a tour in Afghanistan uh, then I when I came back because that was a reserve uh, that was um, a National Guard position so I had that I had the fire department and then I wanted to get back into construction because I was ending the career with the military you know sure. I had already done my 20 I was plus so I knew I was looking to get out I did my tour my time was done with them so I got back into construction um, and then I just I, I looked for a trait that's like you know what's in need you know and basement waterproofing foundation repair, very familiar with, you know, and I, I've done many excavation jobs with my family on my own houses. And I thought, here's a niche that not a lot of people do. And here's something I'm very knowledgeable about. So then I ended up having my builder's license and I went to went to work doing that. And I started that out of my garage at my house and I retired from the military. And then I had two full-time jobs. So there's 24 <laughs> hours a day, you know, but that gives me about 19 hours to work. So that's how you do two full-time jobs. And you recently retired from fire department as well, correct? Yes. Back in January. I mean, yeah. look, he doesn't look what 30 years old. He's already retired from oh, two I careers. <laughs> I've listened to him going, you're either making some of this up. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, the gray just, hair and loss of hair. Something's got to give all we the get stress. It. <laughs> we 100% oh, get it. By the way, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. that's a great sacrifice you did. And I want to reiterate or, or talk about how we first met you because this is a really, really cool story that a, a, a customer, one of our listeners, had called Terry Russell from Blessed Assurance Home Inspections to come out because she'd had a few other basement waterproofers lie to her. Bottom line, lie to her. Tell her she needed a $25,000 job, a $30,000 job. Terry went out there and didn't see a thing. You went out there before that. I'm sorry. So there are two, two or three that lied to her. You guys went out there and said, ma'am, you're good. You don't need us. It's just a wall crack. If it gets worse, call us. And that thoroughly and, confused her. It thoroughly confused her. So then she called Terry. Terry called me, told me about your company, and yeah, you are the kind of people we want on the inside outside guys. You know, someone that says, look, this may cost me a job, it may cost me money, but ma'am, you really don't need all that kind of stuff. And, and that's the reason we made this call. And you have kept a lot of our listeners happy ever since then. I thank appreciate it. Much. Yeah, thank you. And you know, it, we get a lot of work that comes in, right? They get a deposit, the inspector went out there, but obviously there's only a few people that have the knowledge I have or more in the company. Sure. A lot of the other guys are learning, right? And that's why we have to do training, okay? Um, a lot of guys come from construction background, but maybe their construction background was, was doing carpentry, sure. you know, and maybe with the roofing. So they have to learn the foundation repair and they don't always get it right. And if anyone thought they get it right every time, I call them a liar. But that's why I scrub every single work order when it comes in. If it doesn't make sense, 
I need to go do a site visit. Nice. Or I send one of my other inspectors that's... You trust. Yeah. Right. Uh, Russell Train, he was on the show last time. He's, mm-hmm. he's ha- he has his own builder's license. He's He's been doing this for a long time. So I'm like, hey, Russell, go out there you know, and check this out. Make sure it's right. Because I can tell. I can tell right away. And that's why our guys have to have pictures. They have to have measurements. Because I need something. And I only get 50% of the picture by getting pictures. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh Google Maps, Google Earth, everything that I can I can get as far as information on the job. And if it doesn't make sense, we don't do it. We just don't do it. All right. Tell us real quick, how does the system work? I mean, Chuck and I are big on systems, and we always say the roofing system and the foundation systems are the two most important parts of the house. Explain that, please. Real quick. So for any kind of foundation repair, basement waterproofing, um, a lot of it, we can do inside and outside. It, de- it really just depends on the homeowner do they have a finished basement or the extent of the damage right so if we're bracing a wall like is it just moved a little bit we can support it homeowner can save money and it's not going to move anymore if it's bowed pretty good and you got an open crack two inches like it needs more in support we have to push this back out straight it needs excavation so in same thing with like waterproofing so if you have a fully finished basement and let's say you spent a hundred grand on it now you got a leak sometimes the homeowners are like i don't want to pay for the the basement waterproofing and then have to pay twenty thousand dollars for repair inside exactly so then we have the outside option too well, there's a lot of companies that just have one standard way they do it. It's all from the inside. That's it. And so Chuck and I always say, if everything looks like a nail, the answer is always a hammer. And you got you have a hammer and a shovel and a pick. And you've got quite a few different ways to take care of that. And we really like that as a company, that you have different options for the homeowners. Yeah. And then there's only a few companies that, that do the outside excavation. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of experience. You know, it's more dangerous. more risk. Yeah. yeah insurance is, yeah. is higher to do that kind of work. Right, but right. uh it isn't about uh, how much more expensive it is for insurance. It's about what not. There isn't just one solution that fits every home. Yeah. So you need to be able to have that experience in your company to fix it either either way. Let's do this, Joe. Let's go to break. We get back. Let's talk about your team because we you always talk how important your team is. And then let's talk about when people start smelling those smells in their basement. Those are not healthy smells. And we'll talk about how you can take care of that and help our listeners when we get back from break. Hey, stay tuned with more from the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Foundation, Foundation Solutions 360, only on 760 WJR. Welcome back to this extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Foundation Solutions 360. For guaranteed foundation repair, basement waterproofing, and crawl space repair, visit foundationsolutions360.com. Once again, here are Ken and Chuck. Joe, before we went to break, Ken alluded to the fact that you guys really believe in training. Your background, you know, everything you've ever done required a lot of training. So how do you carry that over into this business? Well, that's a good question. So I take a little bit from the fire service. I take a little bit from the military, you know, SOGs, standard operating guidelines. There you go. I have a whole book on that, right? As far as safety, as far as how a sump pump's going to be installed. Um, so I incorporate a lot of that because all it is is checks and balances. And if you don't have a, a map, a road map of where you're going and how to get there, then you can get lost, right? Same thing with new guys. So like for us, a great example is a new foreman. Right. Here's a guy that's been with us for a year, maybe a year and a half, and he's 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 shown the um, the talent to become a foreman. So what we've designed is it's about six pages, and it hits like everything we do, every category: foundation repair, basement waterproofing, crawl space, 
and it's got like 30 checkoffs for each one. Like, did you install the sump pump properly? How is your, you know, the PVC gluing and priming? Um, how's your discharge look? You know, when you break out the, every single step of it, excavation, did you meet the homeowner? Did you go through the work order? Did you take pictures, you know, did you upload the pictures? So every, every portion you break down a job. So what they would do is they would call for one of our supervisors to come out. Hey, we're doing waterproofing. This is a great one. I want to show you what I got. And the supervisor would stay on site and make sure he does it proficiently. proficiently. And if he does, that's check one. But then he's got to do it again, right? Because, hey, maybe the guy just said, hey, show me how you do that. And then, okay, you know, Thomas is going to be out here in 10 minutes. And then he does it really quick. Like, you got to show me a couple times that you can do this. Sure. And if they go through that checkbook and they are proficient in it, and that checkbook usually takes three or four months to go through, then when the next foreman position opens up or someone's absent, they're the next foreman in training. So, and, and that's just on the production side. You know, when the guys first come into the company, um, we, we sit down with them. We go over a lot of their products. We go over how it gets installed. And then I have an incentive for the, for the foreman. Like, hey, if you guys give a half an hour class in the morning, it's $25. You know, you just get added to your check. If you guys That's do cool. a one hour class, it's uh, 50 bucks. It's an incentive. Like, guys, you have so much knowledge. Like, share it. You, know? you want them to teach everybody yeah, else. Yeah, and I'll pay them to do that because in the end, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm making more money than just giving them $50. You know Absolutely. what I mean? The investment I'm putting in my guys, you know, and doing it right the first time is priceless. In this business, there's two kind of employees. There's, okay, I got a job or, okay, I got an opportunity. And you want those guys to say, okay, I got an opportunity, obviously, and you want them to be able to work hard. But if the other guy's got a job, as long as they're a hard worker, that's all that matters, right? You yeah. can put it. You got a spot for them. Yeah. And that's in in both my careers in the fire service and the military. Some guys just liked their job and wanted to stay there. Sure. They didn't want to move up to um, a position that uh, had more responsibility. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. Who they are. Yeah. It's a personality. So. Yeah. so do you train people that answer the phones in the same way? Actually, it's funny you ask that. So we have like a dialogue that our, our phone lady uh, goes through, right? And it's just a questionnaire really quick. Like, do you own the home? But it's scripted. Um, now, why is that well, important? People, you know, people yeah. hear that question right there. Why is that important? Well, that's a good question, too. So if you own the home, it's a free inspection like we advertise, right? But if you don't own the home, then it's a $150 charge. If you're renting. Right. Well, a lot of times it's a real estate transaction. Oh, so, I love that. I yeah. Love that. Yep. I would say 99% of the time that's what it is. And let me explain that because I used to have the exact same thing and we had, we'd, you know, do you own the home? Yes. And then I'd pull up to the home and there'd be a for sale sign and my head would just kind of slump, you know, like, uh, and you're, you're, you're not, we're not in this to give free, uh, consultations and that's what a lot of those are what does this cost so i can take it off the price and that's why you charge i mean that's i'm assuming that's why you charge 150 dollars. well and that's just it they they will use this as a, a negotiation exactly. a bargaining chip you know sure. and and that's okay you know but um I, I have to cover some cost for that lead to come in i love that and if they go with us it gets applied towards the job so it's it's, it's a win-win and if you don't and you got a negotiation out of it or you backed out then I guess you're welcome because we found an issue and we prevented you from getting into a home that you did not want to get into. Right. It's definitely worth 150 bucks. Absolutely. And your guys don't want to go out and sit and spend two hours with people who aren't the decision makers. Correct. If they're going to do that, it's going to be a charge for that. So that just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Great. So who visits the homeowner when it is a homeowner? Do you, who, who from this company is qualified to do that? So we have our inspectors. We have six inspectors right now. And uh, we kind of... 
put them in areas, right? Like if it's Lansing, <clears throat> we might send Jeff out Lansing. If it's a Saginaw Bay City area, we might send John or Graham up in that area. So we try to like put people in areas that are close to their homes. But then the Tri-County area is all the guys, right? They all visit the homes. So any one of our inspectors, any one of them. Well, I'm going to make sure people hear that. You guys pretty much cover the southeastern triangle. So Port Huron to Lansing, down to Jackson and those areas, you cover all that? Yeah. And then, wow. I mean, it depends. I mean, if someone calls up north and they're in Alpena, right and they 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 need a crack repair like we can't go all the way up there to plug a rod hole or something <laughs> right, you know? like, right. but if they have a, a, an issue we'll try to diagnose it over the phone so instead of actually going to visit if they're outside our service area i'll have one of my inspectors reach out to them and say hey what's going on can you send me some pictures and maybe and this is only if they're outside area we'll give them a verbal quote over the phone and if they're like hey that sounds good i need to get this done then we'll actually travel outside our service area take a look at it to confirm what we saw in pictures because pictures don't tell you everything right. and if if it works out then we'll travel outside there i'll get a hotel for the guys for one night and goodness yeah. everyone knows how far our signal reaches so you're likely to get calls from arizona <laughs> <laughs> you might like an excuse to go out there for a week yeah, yeah. there you're gone there you so go. Once you give your recommendations, who actually goes out on the job site? Who's there? Who's the owner communicating with? So is this like after we sell the job? Yeah. You're talking about for install? Yes. yes. Okay. So when they go out on the job, it's always a foreman, and then it's a assistant foreman, and then we got one or two laborers. Um, we usually call a week prior, make sure the homeowner is going to be home just to remind them because, you know, go back four years ago where we didn't call the homeowner. It might have been six weeks ago. I said, hey, we'll be out there, you know, June 15th on uh, Wednesday. And that was like six weeks ago and they forget. I'd be so the guy uh, Yeah, it, it's good for the homeowner and us. You know, the homeowner yeah. doesn't want to be surprised because they forgot and we don't want to show up and no one's home. So we'll, we'll do a phone call, maybe a mistake. It gives us time for permits. Uh, and the foreman goes out there and the first thing he does is he's going to do a walkthrough with the homeowner. Hey, this is the work order. This is what we're doing today. Do you have any questions? My name's so-and-so. We'll be here for today and tomorrow. We're going to get started, you know, and make sure everything's on the same track, right? What they were told initially yeah. and signed up for is what they're getting. And if there's a discrepancy, which sometimes there is, then our supervisor go out there or our inspector go back out there. And if something's got to change, then we tweak it and we change it, you know? Um, 99% of the time, there's there's not a job that, even if there's a hiccup, that we can't solve and get through and get past and keep a happy customer. And you probably, you, I mean, there's nothing out there you haven't seen over the years when it comes to any Don't say never. <laughs> Every once in a while, something else will pop up. Yeah, you're, you're, right, you're right about that. Well, let's say, I think in the Midwest, everyone knows anytime you dig into the ground and then you put a structure in the ground, it's going to be wet. There's no two ways about it. And even if that's just a crawl space, because people don't think about what's underneath them when they're walking over that crawl space. But it has a lot to do with how healthy their home is and how healthy potentially they are because of the stuff that may be growing in that crawl space. So when we get back from break, let's talk about um, crawl spaces and encapsulating crawl spaces and keeping the home healthy from the ground up. Is that fair? Sounds good. Hey, stick around with more with Foundation Solutions 360 right here on WJR AM 760.
Welcome back, everybody. The Inside Outside Guys bonus hour sponsored by Foundation Solutions 360. You can talk to Joe Marth and his people by dialing 855-LEAK-360. 855-LEAK-360. Ken, you had mentioned crawl space encapsulation. A lot of people don't understand that. I would like to know what the percentage is because obviously you go back 20, 30 years ago, there were no crawl spaces professionally encapsulated. (laughs) But I'd like to know what the percentages of houses that are still out there that are not uh, encapsulated because I'm just going to say it. They're unhealthy. If you're living on top of an unencapsulated no foundation crawl space, you are living on top of an unhealthy Unless you're living system. on sugar sand, which there isn't a whole heck of a lot of in Michigan. No, there's not. <laughs> and, and, Joe, you've probably seen every crawl space there possibly is. I can't imagine how wet you guys have gotten crawl spaces over the years. And I'm sure you've pulled back an access and seen puddles of water, I mean, inches of water inside these crawl spaces. Tell our listeners how important that is that that does not happen. Yeah, and you know what? Not only that, but when you have a dirt floor and you, you got water coming in and out or, or dirt crawl space, <laughs> um, a lot of times they'll have a plumbing leak and they won't even know it. No. How right? would they? Right. As a homeowner, out of sight, out of mind, nobody wants to go in their attic and nobody wants to go into their I crawl saw space. that happen in a brand new house. Yeah. Yeah. It happened for like four years before it was discovered. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. There's been times my guys have come out of crawl spaces, like ready to heave, saying, hey, we got to get restoration in here before we can proceed. There's stuff Interesting. growing that yeah. science hasn't identified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> years ago, a buddy friend of mine, we were both looking at a house down in our property, uh, down a hunting property down in Southern Ohio, and it was a great house, great price. And we lifted the floor up to get the access into the crawl space, and there was four inches of water in there. We looked at the homeowners, and I'm sorry, we're not interested. Yeah. We just didn't want to deal with it. And what's, do, what's that doing to all the floor oh, joices, all the wood oh, structure, gosh. the moisture level, right? And, the, and what it breathes. When it, yeah. And the headaches. I mean, people don't realize you're breathing those spores oh, in. And that, I mean, yeah. if you're unhealthy in your home, you leave for a couple of weeks and you feel better. There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Allergens, mites, old mildew, all those things. You mentioned the mice critters and their droppings because when those dry up, you breathe those. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and a lot, where do a lot of the HVAC vents run? Underneath the floor. So they're just like capturing all that and putting it back to the house. And, and they're leaky. They're leaky. And, and one of the big mistakes people don't make is once they encapsulate, they don't condition the air, which is so important. Let's, let's speak on that for a few minutes, Joe. So crawl space encapsulation, um, you know, we, 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 have, we have a policy where it's got to be at least 18 inches for us to go in, right? If it's like a six-inch crawl space, it's like, I mean, what kind of quality are you going to get out of that? It, it needs to be dug out is what right. it really needs to be doing. Because you need at least 18 inches just to have the wood members away from that floor, right? And then it's not even a great work environment, you know, for my guys to put my guys. I don't want to be in a six-inch crawl space. So there are other options with taking the floor up, digging it out. But let's just, most crawl spaces are 18 inches or, or, or bigger. Drew Cook, we wouldn't recommend someone build a deck with just a six-inch clearance from right, the wall. Right, right. Okay, it's an outside deck. So, yeah, it's got to be. But a lot of people don't know. They buy a home, and they don't even have access to the crawl space, right? So then we got to make an access to find this out. And like, like you had said, you know, if there's water or if there's plumbing problems, restoration or getting it pumped out, we've pumped out crawl spaces, too. Yeah. As long as just, you know, earth water, it's not any kind of a sewage or anything like that down there. But uh, the idea is that you put drain tile in, you put stone around the drain tile, you put a sump pump in, you get that water out there. Or even if it's dry right now, right? You know, it would be August doing a crawl space or inspecting one. Hey, there's no water down here. But a lot of times you can see signs on the wall efflorescence, whether they do get water or not. 
So sump pump's always a great idea to to uh, put in a crawl space because the next step then is encapsulating it, putting yeah. our 90 mil vapor barrier on it. And what's unique about ours is, is it's foil on one side. So think of it as like a space blanket, right? Emergency blanket. What does that foil do? It retains heat. So what do you want to do in a crawl space? You, you're heating your home. You want to capture that heat, not lose it. So that's on the back side. And then obviously the liner is 90 mil. and uh, Which is a very thick. It is thick because there's a lot out there that are like 6 mil, 12 mil, 20 yes. mil. And then homeowners will be like, oh, the, this guy's $500 cheaper. And it's like, well, he's <laughs> using a liner that's pennies to our dollar, you know. like Right. <laughs> and those are important. People need to consider those issues. Yeah, it, it, is, it is different. Because a lot of times when you take those vapor barriers, if you take like water and you just put it on that liner and like, Punch it up into like a, a ball of water and you leave it sit, it will actually drip after a couple of days. Those really thin liners, but ours won't. The, it is 100% zero perm, so no moisture, mildew, mold, none of that's going to get through it. People should understand what you just said, too. Zero perm is critical because all of those plastics have a permeability rating, which allows that water, like you said, to yeah. eventually go through it. Yep. Exactly. But zero perm literally means it is waterproof. Yeah. So I like that feature. That's why we bought it. And I yeah. like the foil backing because to me, you know, the military, the survival, all that training. Reflecting like I, I, I know the emergency blanket. It's real thin. It's foil. It serves this purpose. And, hey, my liner's got it. Like, I believe in it. I don't buy things if I don't believe in it or think it's not going to work. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Well, you mentioned the, the um, sump pump in the crawl space. Is it your thought, too, that every basement, because we do know for, I mean, for years, they weren't even considered. Every basement should have a sump pump. They should, and if it I doesn't agree. leak and you don't have one right now, well, most of the time the, the French drain is just going out to the storm, right? So if that ever gets clogged, then you're calling us and we're putting a sump pump in. If, that, if it ever yeah. gets clogged, it's just a matter of timing. What have we seen in the last couple of years when it comes to weather in our area and the rains in our area? We've seen stuff we haven't seen in our entire lifetimes. You know, a great example is down in um, Gross Point when we had those floods last year. Their basements were flooding. Yeah. The city systems were backing up. It was coming up through toilets, and, and now they're getting a lot of check valves put on these systems. Yep. Right? So that doesn't happen again. But yeah. some pumps, even if even if they didn't have a check valve and this all happened, and they had a sump pump in their basement, the water would have never got more than an inch because it would have had an exit point. Great, yeah. That's great a good point. backup for that. And, and it's a relatively small cost. I've always been a big believer, whether it's a crawl or a basement, you put a crock in the ground. At least put a crock in the ground, tie the drain tile and do it. And if you had to have to add a pump at a later date, you can do that. I mean, yeah, water's going to find that before it finds the top of your floor. Exactly. Because it's lower, yeah. bottom line. And it's, it's going to be level, right? Like, the, yeah. you're not going to have no water on your floor, but it's coming out of the pit. Water always <laughs> finds its equal. So if the pit's filling up, you know that it's, if the pit's, if the water's two inches from the top of the pit, you know it's right underneath that floor. You know, you got to do something about it. So what are some of the main causes in our area? I say our area, I say the Midwest because we have all different soils in the Midwest, um, mostly clay. What are some of the main causes for some of the cracking and failures of basements in our area? Well, you took the word out of my mouth, clay. That was the first thing I was going to say. The second thing I was going to say is the freeze-thaw cycle that we're privileged with with Michigan. And... Um, you know, it, it, some of these areas that homes are built, I don't, I don't know how they get approved because it used to be a swamp, <laughs> and then they bring dirt in, and now they dig basements. And you I'm have like, whole what? cities like that. Yes, right. uh, yes. Water veins running through there. I, I've had customers with four sump pumps in their basement, and this is a 1,800 square foot home, <clears throat> and each one's going off every like 20 to 30 seconds. And I'm thinking, 
What? You better get a Generac or something because. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not kidding. That, seriously. I mean, think about that fail. They lost power. That base oh. will be flooded in a matter of seconds. Wow. Yeah. But that's on the water side. But as far as like the foundation issues, a lot of that does have to do with the clay, right? So expand, contract. That's why a lot of times with these new homes that you're getting, you're getting um, like soils like sand or stone or a mixture of the two. No more clay. They want that gone. Because, you know, come come August, we're going to see a lot of setting, settling. Yeah. Because all that clay is yep. shrinking and the homes are moving wherever they moved last year. Yeah. You know, in the springtime, all that clay gets absorbed and it pushes on walls and they bow. So, you know, when it's absorbed right now, a lot of bowing, a lot of pushing. And in, in the late summer, when it's dry, a lot of sinking, a lot of settling. It's a, it's a cycle, a vicious cycle. It is, and it'll wick water. Clay will wick water from miles away. Yeah, so I, I, I like that. So signs that somebody might have failures, maybe we uh, hit that real quickly. Um, need you guys. Yeah, so on the basement walls, if it's brick, step cracks, right? Um, usually they up diagonal, or you'll have a, a horizontal crack down the middle of that wall or you might even see that wall shift second course up and the reason being is because that first course is held in by the basement floor if it's a block wall basement block wall and you see the horizontal crack going along one joint block joint it's going to start off small but over time it is going to open up the more that basement pushes on that wall every year and they're so much better to get it repaired before that damage happens exactly i mean we can brace that and hold it for a certain cost and then we got to excavate and push it for more cost and then we got to support the home and tear it out and rebuild it for an extreme cost. So it doesn't happen again. So as you let it go, it gets more expensive. So yep. sometimes when you're done, you've waterproofed the basement, but they still have a damp basement. Um, sometimes I guess you're going to re- recommend dehumidifiers because some basements are just more damp. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your service area. Let's talk about your lead times as we continue this discussion with Joe Marth and Foundation Solutions 360 right here only on AM 760 WJR. this extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys, sponsored by Foundation Solutions 360. For guaranteed foundation repair, basement waterproofing, and crawl space repair, visit foundationsolutions360.com. Once again, here are Ken and Chuck. We've got owner Joe Marth here. The buck stops with Joe. Joe, why should people choose Foundation Solutions 360 when they have a problem with a crawl space or a basement? Well, the quality, what stands behind our name, veteran-owned, right? Integrity, trust. These are a lot of trademarks that are the backbone of our company. You know, constant training, organization, uh, the warranties. If there is any service calls, which we're not immune to that as well, we back them up. We take care of them. Those come here directly into this building? Yeah, well, they'll call. And then once they call, our secretary will ask for some information, maybe some pictures. And then she puts it up on the folder. We have 24 hours to respond to that customer. Because if I've learned anything is that it, it doesn't matter if you mess up. But if you mess up and then don't get back to a customer for like a week, two weeks, days, now they're irritated. I cannot tell you how many emails we get (laughs) that... I hired this company. They did the work. There's a problem. They're not answering my phone calls. Gone. Yep. Yeah. We hear that all the time. More and more, and, actually, and in this economy. They do. And you yourself, I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again, you, you're not competing with the two... Uh, a truck in a truck or two guys in a truck. You're not oh, competing yeah. with, you don't want to compete with those guys. Cause when we walk in here, 
We see, you know, two people at the front desk. We see your foremans. We see clean. We but see organized. made yeah. product that they're using, you know. And, and those guys just don't have that. Those are the guys that when the job's done, you make a call, they're not going to be answering like they should. And you guys have more than, Foundation Solutions 360 has more than proven you take care of your customers. Yeah. What well, kind of a warranty then, if I'm a customer, are you going to present to me? If it's structure, so crack repairs, any kind of peering for settling, structure problems like that, uh, any kind of wall beams, any kind of power posts, uh, any kind of basement waterproofing that's inside, those are all lifetime transferable warranties. Okay. Uh, and then we they have, attach to the house, Joe, to the property itself then? Not to the homeowner, to the house. That? It goes to the homeowner. And okay. then it's trans that's where it's transferable, right? So next homeowner, they get it. Okay. And if they don't they don't have to call in, they don't have to pay anything for the transfer of the warranty. We keep records of everybody. So if a new homeowner should call, um, I think that's happened once in six years, a new homeowner called. But a lot of times they just didn't know what happened. They didn't have the original work order. They were just told at closing there's a warranty. So then we just send it to the new homeowner. So it transfers with the, the, the customer. Okay. Um the warranties and then on structural items oh yeah, yeah. the crawl spaces are 30-year warranty on the liner wow okay yeah, 30-year warranty oh. that's what it was is it fair to say i mentioned the crack earlier or you guys do crack injections so someone sees a crack oh it's just a crack i'm not going to worry about it <laughs> what are you laughing at <laughs> you what are you laughing you. at? you i love you man but i love your story <laughs> <laughs> i tell that story of when i had a guy out to fix a crack he said ken what about that one it doesn't leak don't worry about it he leaves no time at all later, it starts leaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, and I had to pay more for him to come back out and do it again. Or you plug one crack, and then it moves to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But it's fair to say, if people don't take care of that, number one, they're going to have an unhealthy basement and foundation. Number two, it's not going to get better on its own. This is true. Yes. Yeah. Can you help people with financing? Yeah. So we, we linked up with Enterbank and GreenSky. Those are the two companies that we use. And they offer everything from a two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year, 0% interest. We have a couple, um, what is it, same as cash, right? 12, 6, 18 months, same as cash. Wow. So if people are close to tax return time and they just need something to float them over till they get that return, that works great for a lot of people. Or somewhere in the future, they're coming into money, but they don't have it now and they want to get it fixed. Those work great for them. And then we have some long-term uh, loans that go all the way out to like 12 years. We have like a 2.99, 5.99, 9.99, and they go all the way out to 12 years. So maybe somebody's like, hey, I need a small payment, right? I need something that's like 68 dollars a month but i gotta get this fixed so there's probably 60 different loan products out there and i kind of zeroed it into like a little bit of everything to make it about 20 different different programs gotcha wow it makes it easier when you put a list in front of someone and it's like of course here's five of the zero percent here's five of the long term here's you know instead of having 60 well and it, it does yeah. come down to a payment for a lot of people because people do not budget for basement and foundation repairs right Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about you do outside repairs and inside repairs. What would be some of the reasons you would do an outside repair compared to an inside repair? I know one must be like a driveway against, you know, against a house. Is that typical? Yeah. And also, let's say the foundation goes through the garage. Well, it does a lot of times when it's connected. 
it's a lot of money to tear out that garage floor and then excavate a lot of times by hand in yeah. the garage to get around. So that would be a great example why you would want to go through interior instead of exterior. Or you have this forty thousand dollar patio that's stamped in the backyard and you're you're you know, you got a cabana on it and you got your hot tub on it and you just you got a lot of money wrapped up in options. And yeah. Right. So there would be another great example to go inside. And then obviously finished basements and here's my bar that I spent so much money on or um, whatever other fancy things you might put in your basement and you don't want to tear all that up. So you may, there would be a good reason to go outside. So hmm. Hmm. how important is people talk about a gutter system real quick. I, I showed you something on, on break about a gutter system that we all think is crazy, but how important is the gutter system when it comes to foundations, gutter systems and proper pitch and slope, right? You don't want the soils next to your home back pitched and same thing with the gutters. You want them to get away from your home. And the rule of thumb for us is about 15 to 20 feet. You don't want it recycling. You don't want to pump this water out and then it goes down right next to the house and you're just recycling it. Um, so with the gutters and with the negative pitch towards the home, you're going to use your drain tile more and more which every time you know more of that drain tile use more soot and sediment get into it um, it's just compromises the longevity of how long that drain tile is going to work from the outside absolutely it does and people don't understand there's a limited life to that that's huge so we're big believers you don't put any more water down in that system than you absolutely have to is that something you would agree with yeah and the, you know back in the day in a lot of the older subdivisions you'll see these clay pipes right near the gutters of these vertical pipe coming up out of the ground yeah and what they used to do is tie the gutters into that pipe and those pipes go down to the drain tile I know. it's all one system i know and if we ever do a gutter extension we don't tie that in with our sump pump system or anything else you can't tie that into Gosh, the drain no. tiles. you'll overload the system from you got the roof the, the <laughs> footprint of a roof collecting all this water going down to your just to pump it right back out yeah and it's just not good for your drain tile you got to keep it separate right. yeah Lead times. If I called you today, homeowner calls you today, how soon can you get someone out? How soon to the job and get done? We're about a week out right now before we can get someone out there. And as far as installs, we're about five weeks out right now. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. That isn't bad at all. I try to keep things so they're not three, four months out, right? If we have to, we'll expand and get another crew on the road to take care of that. But that's kind of where we're comfortable right now. Because pulling permits and everything, you need that lead time. Cities are three, four weeks out. So it's kind of a sweet spot right now. Right, right. And it all comes down to the organization. Yeah, I'm glad you qualified that with permit pulling because a lot of companies aren't even going to bother with a permit and they're just going to go ahead without it. So bless your heart. Well, we've talked about all the benefits. Of a homeowner calling Foundation Solutions 360. And, and Joe Marth, we thank you for your service, obviously. And we thank you for spending the last hour with us. We greatly appreciate all you do. You do great work. And please, we don't even got to ask. We know you're going to keep taking care of the inside outside guys, listeners. Thanks so. a lot, guys. All God right. Bless you, Joe. Hey, you spent the last hour listening to Joe Marth and Foundation Solutions 360 with the inside outside guys right here on AM 760 WJR.